0: This week on the Anxiety Slayer podcast, we're discussing how you can learn to respond to information from your nervous system. Hey, Ananga, welcome back. Hey, Shannon. When you're overwhelmed or triggered, there's a lot of uncomfortable energy in your body. I call it like this fizzy, jangly nature or feeling. And today we're going to share what you can do to feel better when you're stressed, triggered, Upset or overtired, and how you can make sense of all of that information that's coming in from your nervous system. Yeah. The big
1: challenge when you're living with anxiety is that we tend to respond to everything like it's an alarm or an alert. And Ayurveda teaches that when that energy that we've discussed many times before, when the vata energy is high, then we tend to quickly go to worst case scenario thinking. So whatever we're experiencing, Can make us feel triggered because you can feel like there's just so much going on inside you that you really don't want to hang out with yourself. You don't want to be there. So that's the big challenge with anxiety. And then we can feel drawn to distraction, something that's going to give us a a quick burst of of relief, something that's just going to take us away from those feelings.
0: And it's so interesting how. There's this need to not be with whatever is going on. Like, oh my gosh, I have to run away from that. That fight or flight, cortisol kicking in. What if you sat with that for a moment and reminded yourself that this is okay? Sometimes this happens. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to look after myself. I don't have to scroll. I don't have to lose myself in watching a bunch of episodes on Netflix or playing games on my phone or whatever it is that we often do to change how we feel. But what if we, what if we sat with it a bit?
1: That's the other challenge, isn't it? It's just so easy. We have right at our fingertips, as we recently discussed, so many ways to distract ourselves. Mm. I was talking with a friend a few days ago and she just sat down to watch one episode of something. And she said, the second the episode finished playing, the next one came on. And then the next one came on. Mm -hmm. You know, we recently talked about that infinite scrolling. We've got that in so many ways. The next episode loads up. You get to the bottom of a a screen of looking at something. And actually, there is no bottom anymore. There's no line where you can say, do you want to continue to the next screen or not? It just keeps
0: going. Mm -hmm. And it's all too easy for us to get caught. You once referred to this as cheap dopamine. (laughs) I think that's really clever because that's really what it is, keeping us in this stream of distraction. Yeah, I can't take
1: credit for that. I read it, about cheap dopamine, I thought it was really interesting. You feel like you're getting some kind of uh, engagement, some kind of different interest, and then we get that temporary relief.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and then when we're done with the diversion we drop right back in the same feelings Mm. so then we can really get caught in a loop and those feelings might be worse because we haven't taken good care of ourselves and we know we've wasted time and energy going nowhere so we can then become frustrated with ourselves yeah and also according to ayurveda when we're scrolling and we're engaging with media that's also taxing to our nervous system so we're really Not helping ourselves. It's the easiest thing to do. And I don't think anyone would judge anyone for doing it, but we're not serving ourselves well by going to that very quick fix and that, yeah, that cheap dopamine.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's just something more to be aware of. And in a similar scenario and situation for those of our listeners who receive emails from work, or maybe you have your own business and you, have a a business email account. I invite you to if at all possible not look at your email in the evenings or on the weekends. I've noticed that if I do that and something comes up and a client needs something or maybe something went sideways with a audio file or whatever the case may be, I'll get this hit of Again, that fight or flight feeling like, oh, I have to take care of this right now. And oh, what could have gone wrong and blah, blah. And then the next thing I know, I'm in that distraction of falling down the rabbit hole to figure out what happened and to fix it immediately, because that's the only way to get it off my radar. And that I've found is not healthy for me. And so now I do my very, very best not to look at email on the evenings and weekends. And anybody who works with me knows I'm going to respond. And I don't have to respond to everything right now. Yeah. Really, the key
1: to this is slowing down and making boundaries for ourselves and with ourselves, seeing the stress and the sensations from our nervous system as information. We can learn to use the triggers that are coming towards us as cues for healing, slowing down and asking questions instead of being reactive and thinking, oh God, I just don't like how this feels. And we grab our phone or something else. We we go to so many things habitually to numb out, to escape, to ask some questions around it. The other day, I saw a communication from somebody and I felt instantly anxious. And so I had to ask myself, What's going on there? And I just sat with it. Then I remembered it reminded me of something uncomfortable. Then I was aware I needed to eat. Okay, that communication reminded you of something. It felt uncomfortable. So I just did some breathing, some stretching, and just let it fade out. But sometimes we take everything at the same kind of anonymous intensity. It just feels
0: intense, and we don't know why. But by noticing and asking questions, we really can respond differently and in a more loving way, like you realizing, oh, I need to eat. I need to I need to get some nutrition in my body. And knowing that if you don't have it, you can feel much more stressed without that nourishment. Yeah, I can feel ungrounded.
1: And also noticing that the thing I'd seen had reminded me of something uncomfortable. So instead of just letting it lodge in me as discomfort to say, okay, I understand why you feel like that you know why that provoked that response but in the here and now it's not personally relevant
0: and this dovetails beautifully into the importance of the acts of self-care that we can choose and the high quality dopamine that we can invite into our experience versus that uh cheap dopamine <laughs> we re- replace it whether it's painting or sculpting or drawing or writing or singing or dancing whatever these pieces are for you cuz we all have different interests and different ways that we look after ourselves before we got together today we were talking about the importance of oiling up this time of year and oiling up our bodies and and making sure that um, that we're giving our bodies what they need especially if you live in places that are below zero your body is going to maybe talk to you a little bit differently this time of year than it does in the summer when it's nice and warm and and lubricated. The choice of making oiling up a priority during the winter is such a gift to your body and such a sweet act of self-care.
1: Yeah, in so many ways, it helps our immunity, it helps our nervous system, and it helps keep moving and not get stiff and, and uncomfortable. There's a fantastic quote from Claudia Welch, who's a wonderful teacher of Ayurveda, and she used the example of, I can't remember the source, but the example was, even dry wood can bend with oil and steam. And then she said, that gives a lot of hope for us. You know, sometimes we just feel stiff and sore and we wonder, you know, what's going on? But we need help to be more flexible so we can oil up, get in a warm bath. And if a piece of wood can bend, <laughs> we can do a lot of good for ourselves with those very simple acts. But it makes a huge difference to our level of comfort and, uh, and our overall well-being.
0: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year, the media is talking about becoming a better version of yourself or setting New Year's resolutions to change your life. What if you could focus on doing more of what you're already doing right? Maybe you're already taking sweet care of yourself by moving your body, or maybe you've eliminated caffeine from your diet and added something more nutritious. Perhaps you're spending more time doing something that you love. Therapy isn't about changing who you are, but it does help you uncover and flaunt your strengths. I benefited from working with BetterHelp during the pandemic when all at once I became an empty nester and my son had to navigate college and COVID in a new city. Therapy helped me see that both my son and I are resilient. And you know what? It all worked out. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Celebrate the progress you've already made visit betterhelp.com/slayer to get 10% off your first month that's betterhelp h e l p.com/slayer before the break we were sharing our ideas on high quality dopamine and what you can do for yourself these acts of self care like oiling up and creativity etc and now we're going to segue into how you can turn to yourself with even more kindness through self-compassion. How else can we bring more self-compassion into our lives when our nervous system is banging on the door trying to get our attention? I think
1: it's slowing down, setting an intention that that's what we're going to do, that we're going to turn to ourselves with, with compassion. And, and I think hand in hand with that goes self-respect, that we respect our experience. As Edith Eger says the only relationship we're going to have for a lifetime is our relationship with ourselves. We wake up with ourselves, we go to sleep with ourselves, we go to work with ourselves. We're doing everything with ourselves. And if we can't find some peace and self-respect inside and we need honesty, we need honesty too. Mm-hmm. We know when we're trying to um hoodwink ourselves and that also is something for us to consider, but it's very personal. And self-respect is important because we know what we're carrying, we know what's affecting us, uh, we know how we feel and what we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So I think it's really important to set that intention that this doesn't feel comfortable. I'm not feeling any better for like reacting or feeling triggered by my own thoughts, my own sensations in my nervous system. Where can I go for help? What feels like the appropriate help for me? Do I need to talk to a professional? Do I need to look up some information? And there's so many exercises we can learn to follow. But I think it begins with slowing down, turning to ourselves with compassion and self-respect. And as you were talking, Shannon, I was thinking, you know, we talked about cheap dopamine, and then I started to think of it as like junk food. Mm-hmm. And junk food we know doesn't feel good, and it doesn't do us good. And when we turn to ourselves with compassion and make choices that are going to help us genuinely feel better, and be proactive about our well-being, then that's nourishment. That's true nourishment. It's the opposite to junk.
0: Here are a few additional suggestions for supporting your nervous system. The first, almost goes without saying, is tapping. Noticing how you feel and finding a script, finding some words so that you can tap through what's going on. In your body. And we have many guided tapping sessions that you might want to explore. One is called SOS tapping or What if it's going to be okay tapping, which is so sweet in itself because just asking that question can help you remember how often it truly has been okay, even when we've created the most elacious stories and fears and whatever has come up to make us feel so strangled and small. What if it's going to be okay?
1: That's what I love about tapping is that it turns down the fear and turns up the resourcefulness. And then we start to develop self-trust and we start to remember times when we've got through things or we start to settle into a course of action that we're happy with if something does need attending to. And that, um, what if it's going to be okay tapping? It ended up being called something slightly different on Patreon, but it's easy to find. That's one of my favourite sessions I've ever recorded. Mm. And it starts off quite personal because I share something I was going through when I needed to do this kind of tapping. And then I thought I'd like to share this with our patrons because very often we've, we've got the experience we're dealing with, the facts of the thing. And what we really suffer with is our mind and our dialogue and our story around things so our nervous system might be saying to us hey i need a bit more warmth i could do with some soup or a hot drink or a warm bath or a laugh with a friend and we're saying what's wrong now yeah which is just feeding back into it and making it more anxious but it's just telling us hey i'm I'm a bit rattled today could we have an early night can we curl up with a hot pack could we have some lavender diffusing you know there's all these ways where we can attend and befriend our feelings and turn to ourselves with loving care. And then we really are going to start to feel more settled. And we're going to gain self-respect because we've turned to ourselves and helped ourselves. And that's one of the best feelings. When instead of fleeing to scrolling, we think, you know, I think I need something gentle, something easy, something warming, and I could use some time with creativity. Maybe I can do some colouring or some sketching and listen to something gentle, put some gentle music on. They're all ways of responding rather than reacting, but they're also helping.
0: Mm -hmm. You also might want to consider affirmations and whether you write some for yourself or listen to a recording, affirmations can really help lift your spirits and help you get into this loop of positivity. I love writing them for myself. I've also created some recently with your music to back them for our Patreon. And that's something that you can get at patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer.
1: Yeah. Those affirmations you created are on my MP3 player and I've been really enjoying them. Mm. It's like changing the record in your head, isn't it? Yeah. We can either have this negative soundtrack playing, which is just causing us more and more suffering, or we can switch it out and, and practice having a more positive soundtrack playing. And it's not always easy, and it does require persistence. But if we keep coming back to it and keep drawing the mind to a better place, eventually it starts to give over, and that feels a lot better.
0: And then, of course, we've talked about this already today and in many, many episodes, but moving your body is one of the best ways that you can respond to information from your nervous system. And that can be as simple as going for a short walk, just to release the stress hormones that you have in your body. Doing some yoga, following along a qigong practice, uh, dancing to your favorite song. Sometimes, I just like to put a really good piece of music on and dance. That
1: needs to go on patreon.
0: No way. <laughs> I was a part of a, of this uh, Wonderful woman unleashed event where different teachers and practitioners come together and do these free bits for you, free calls and conversations. And one of the women that came forward did this free flow dancing thing. And, you know, you didn't, she was just so bold and so courageous and the way she was shaking it out. And she picked this really awesome song that I had never heard before by Megan Trainer, And it, it was just so empowering. And I just danced and I cracked up. And then I was like pretending that I knew how to do ballet. And that I was you know, not like leaping through the air by any stretch of the imagination. But I had so much fun. And when I was done, it was such a, I was just so grateful that I allowed myself to be playful and to just laugh and move. And I felt great you want to talk about discharging stress hormones and yeah had my husband walked in you know he wasn't home uh had anybody witnessed me doing that it would have also turned into a laugh and and that would have been fine as well but it was something so freeing about that so if you could have the courage i dare you to allow yourself to dance to your favorite song anything's better
1: than feeling tied up in knots
0: It sure is. It's whatever
1: we need to do to just flip out to a better mind state. And there's lots of tricks we can employ. And dancing is definitely really helpful. This form of qigong where you bounce on your heels and shake out nervous energy, I find really helpful. I do that every morning and every night. Whatever support works for us, have a think about what might be helpful for you to turn to your nervous system and support it, choose an action that's going to help it. You might want to make a list and stick it on the fridge or on the wall somewhere and go to that list when you're feeling overwhelmed because sometimes we know we need to do something and and we can say, I don't even know what I need to do. Go to the list. You have four or five things on the list and pick one and do it.
0: Yeah, because if you think about how often you have your phone in your hand, you just go to the notes and see what appeals to you. Such a smart way to respond to whatever your nervous system is getting your attention with. Be prepared and you're going to feel so much better. If you want to receive more anxiety support, you're welcome to visit our Patreon, where you can get a deeper dive into some of the topics we cover as well as over 200 downloads including all of our guided relaxations just for supporting our podcast learn more at patreon.com/anxietyslayer